0: or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show.
1: I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding.
0: And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. And addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you, Mark Marin? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hi there. Welcome to Light Hustler podcast about sharing your dark to find your light. If you want to know what that means, if you want to know if you should be someone doing that, go take the quiz. Just go to lighthustler.com slash quiz. Take it. You got nothing to lose and a whole lot to gain. I'm your host, by the way. My name is Anna David. I created this podcast uh, as part of my mission to help people share their dark to find their light. Uh, sometimes these podcast episodes are interviews, that I release that um, I do over Facebook Live or I do in person. And sometimes, like today, they are recordings from the live storytelling show I host in Los Angeles the last Friday of every month. Yes, that's right. So today is a special treat because well it's sort of a long story with this girl that i don't need to get into but it's somebody that i was connected with years ago and she's basically me she's just um younger significantly and possibly funnier um but but really really uh we are both sort of uh, astounded by the remarkable similarities Her name is Allie Weinhold. You're going to hear a full intro in a second, but she is a comedian and writer living in L.A. And she is somebody who you'd look at her. This is actually how we're different. You'd look at her and you'd go, that's sweet little lady. She's got nothing that, you know, dark in her. Ooh not true so uh, she is somebody who who shares her darkness in a way that is hilarious and surprising and when I asked her why was that a big decision to do that Um, why do you do that and what she told me is I realized I had nothing left to lose and if you can't be both it's better to be feared than loved so I might as well just be honest about what a psycho I am then she wrote used to be I'm gonna say used to be. Anyway, you are gonna love her. You are gonna love this story. This is Allie Weinhold from my live storytelling show in Los Angeles. Give it up, guys. See you next time.
1: And now to introduce our next guest on Light Hustler Allie Weinhold is a Los Angeles based comedian, writer, and alcoholic. She hosts a monthly stand-up show at Bar Lubitsch called Awkward and Aggressive. (laughs) Um, That's great, (laughs) great combo. And recently co-produced a pilot called Murder Roommates with her sketch team Badass Nitties and Hoo-Ha-Ha. All right, give it up for Allie! yes. I'm Allie, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm, like very much regretting wearing a crop top right now, but <laughs> nothing happens in God's world by mistake, so <laughs> it's meant to be. Um, on my way here, I got pulled over at like a DUI checkpoint. Yeah. Did that happen to you too? Yeah. Oh, and you're like, come on. Yeah, yeah he, so I rolled down my window and he's like, uh, we're just checking, have you had anything to drink? And I was like, no, but I am an alcoholic. <laughs> And he was like, "All right. <laughs> I was like, "I'm seven years sober. I'm like actually on my way to do a show about like getting sober or whatever." So this is basically a story about how, like, I know we're not supposed to say this, but my boyfriend got me sober. <laughs> Just wait. Um, <laughs> so after my freshman year of college, I transferred to a new school because I had gotten kicked off my track team after like one too many alcohol-related arrests) <laughs> Yeah, like getting an M.I.P. and blaming it on a minor in possession, blaming it on another girl on my track team and just like all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? Fuck these Vermont winters. I need to transfer to a school in Southern California with only 1100 students because that's where I can be the real me. So Vermont was my problem. I transferred to a school down here and I was like, new school, new you, reinvent your image. So I told everybody that I was like from a family of tie dye wearing hippies that drove a Volkswagen bus, and my mom's French, and like I've never tried alcohol before. I'm like none of these are remotely true at all. Obviously, I also cut my own bangs just to give you guys like <laughs> perspective of where I was at psychologically. Um, <laughs> I'm like this close to cutting my own bangs again right now, so it's like. <laughs> I'm like sweating about how much you guys are laughing. (laughs) Everyone in my life is like, please don't do it. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) Anyways, so like things were going well at my new school even though I had really weird hair and was lying to everybody. Um, And then I met like the man of my dreams. He was like absolutely perfect. His name was Evan. He was on the lacrosse team. He was an econ major, which is like the perfect amount of douchey for me. <laughs> so I was in. <laughs> um, best of all, he thought it was so fun to get me drunk because, like, I was new to it. <laughs> I know. So amazing. Until, like, I don't know, about five or six months in, he started to really express concern and, like, get weird and be like, I think you have a drinking problem. And I was like, um, I think you have a not loving me enough problem. <laughs> Because like if you were a better boyfriend, I wouldn't be so unhappy. And like if you didn't have to go to lacrosse practice every morning, then I wouldn't have to drink alone before breakfast, (laughs) you know? Like if you paid enough attention to me, I'd be fine. I wouldn't feel so awful about myself and I wouldn't have to drink all the time. So like, get it together, (laughs) you know? You, basically I was like, I need need oranges from you, dude. (laughs) that's what it was I was like you have the power to fix me I don't and I need you to do it instead he broke up with me which I did not handle well (laughs) understandably (laughs) he was my only chance at being all right um so he broke up with me and I was very upset but then he started to send me like these really weird mixed messages you know how guys are Yeah, so he would, like, not answer my phone calls and get angry when I showed up at his work. (laughs) But then he started dating another girl named Allie. (laughs) And he did not change the password to his email account. So I was like, I hear you. I want to get back together, too. <laughs> so I sent an email to the new Allie from his account just to let her know that like, he was breaking up with her and getting back together with me. <laughs> they were physically together when she got that email. <laughs> so understandably, he was angry about like the sloppy planning on my part. Which is fair, that was my bad. Luckily though, I was back on his email a few days later and I noticed that he had... (laughs) If he didn't want me back, he should have changed the password. (laughs) So I was back on and I noticed that he had starred an invitation to his sister's birthday party in Long Beach. And I was like, I hear you. (laughs) And I'll be there. And then even after he invited me, he flipped out when I took the family cat hostage in my car and was like, if you ever want to see Ginger again, you'll come outside and acknowledge me. (laughs) He had a similar reaction. He was like, you're scaring me. (laughs) I never want to talk to you again. And I was like, I hear you. So the next weekend, I went to his place in like my best lingerie and heels since he said he never wanted to talk to me again. And I can read between the lines. Uh, I went around the back of the building, climbed up the fire escape to the eighth floor, hoisted myself onto the balcony like Tony from West Side Story. I went in through the open window and I waited for him all night until he got home from like his new girlfriend's house. And he freaked out and he was like, I'm taking out a restraining order against you. No, thank you. No, no, you've misunderstood the situation. I don't need a restraining order. What I need is for you to take me back so that, like, you know, my life can be okay again, because I'm pretty out of control right now. (laughs) By this point, I was like, Drinking about a half gallon of vodka a day. Like, couldn't sleep through the night without drinking. Like, bruises all over my body. I'd, like, wake up, chug vodka, and, like, do jumping jacks to get it into my bloodstream. Throw up, chug more, do it faster. So I could, like, stop shaking to put in my contacts to, like, go to work at 8 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, I had a doctor be like, you're not gonna live to be 25. And I was like, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Also, one time I was in the hospital, and my... My blood alcohol level was 0.4, and it was, like, for the second time. And they were like, you would survive the Titanic. I was basically one of the people that would survive the Titanic because I had so much alcohol in my blood, (laughs) which is cool. So anyways, I was like, (laughs) that is not my problem, Evan. You are. (laughs) like, crying, begging him, like, just take me back. Like, everything will be okay if you just take me back. And then I just had, like, kind of a godshot moment, I guess, where I was like, there is a chance that I've misread these signals. (laughs) And that maybe, just maybe, I'm my own problem. And then I was like, but that means alcohol's my problem. And that was worse than Evan being my problem, because Evan, I was like, there's, it's possible that I could get him to take me back. And at that point, I was like, it is not possible for me to stop drinking. I tried so hard. Like, I have all these, like, like, really drunk handwriting journals from back in 2008, 2009, where I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to stop drinking. Like, I tried so hard, couldn't do it. So in my mind at the time, this is so dark. I'm going to try and make it funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ha-ha. I, <laughs> I was like, there, there's no way out. I didn't know. I didn't know I was, not well, I think I knew I was an alcoholic, but I didn't know about AA. I didn't know about any solution. And I was like, the best thing I can do right now is take all of these pills that I have, chase them down with vodka, like turn off the lights and listen to some Taylor Swift and I'll be out of this situation soon. I know, I was 20. <laughs> I was like, let me just put on Whitehorse so that when they find my body, Evan knows it's his fault. <laughs> Is that like more than alcoholism? Sometimes I'm like... <laughs> outside issues. <laughs> Anyways, my mom called me. And uh, I never answer her phone calls, especially not at that point. I do all the time now, but I didn't usually then. And for some reason, I answered it and told her what I did. So then like campus security broke into my dorm and I left on a stretcher in an ambulance. And I was in the ER and then the ICU. My dad came down and like packed up my dorm and took me home. And then I went to treatment. And then I got sober. And now I'm sober. So everything's okay. (laughs) Okay. But basically, in a way, my boyfriend got me sober, you know? Because like if it weren't for him telling me he was gonna take out a restraining order against me, who knows how much longer I would have kept up that charade. So really, I feel grateful to him, and I wish that there was something I could do to be like, thank you so much. But he has actually taken out a restraining order against me. <laughs> so legally, I can't do anything to thank him. So I just, like, respect his wishes and wish him well from afar. And I don't really know anything about what he's up to today. Except that he lives in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) On Fulton Street, like, right by Golden Gate Park. (laughs) With his girlfriend, Marissa, and they have, like, this adorable black lab named Harvey. (laughs) So cute. He also became a vegetarian in 2015. And he went to Thailand last August for his half-brother's <laughs> wedding. And he ran his first 10K in November, but that's it. That's all I know. Except for that he did get promoted on Tuesday. And also, Marissa, his girlfriend, is out of town this weekend for her best friend's bachelorette. But his mom's gonna be in town, so. Also, we got into like a little fender bender this morning, but his car's fine. I'm just like so happy that I'm okay now. A vision for you.